Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beer and Biceps podcast. Uh, today I'm going to be changing things up a little bit and bringing back the man, the legend, the myth, Todd Davis. Hello there all. Good to be back. Yeah, we've, we've sorted out all of our various disagreements. Uh, he's admitted wrong, I've admitted that I was wrong, you know. <laughs> I uh, spent... I, I, I never admitted I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case anyone's wondering why the sound is very uneven, um, we are extreme social distancing today. Uh, Todd is in Watford and I am in Nottingham, yep. so coronavirus does not stand a chance. <laughs> uh, we're, just, we're just making sure that we're, yeah, un- unless you can get coronavirus through mobile phones, which we don't know yet because, you know, it could be a big 5G conspiracy not gonna affect me i'm in nottingham we're we're, we're, we're scraping 3g (laughs) chinese don't stand a chance yeah exactly i mean i've been using dial-up all along you know you've moved on with your lives but i'm safe in my uh one telephone household (laughs) which does explain the uh record quality of this sound Anyway, uh, today the podcast, we will be talking about the top five beers we would like to try, but for whatever reason, cannot. Um, we're also drinking um, our own beers, which are not on the list because, well, they couldn't be. Uh, so, Todd, why don't you tell us um, how you fucked up and why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I um, spoke to Matt about this and I thought, uh, yeah, very good idea and I'll, I'll try and pick up some beers and, you know, get something special in. So I put in an order with um, a local, I say, lo- yeah, local brewery, one, one half chick called Mad Squirrel, because um, I've had a few of their beers before, um, had them all booked in, ordered, uh, and unfortunately my laziness probably cost me a bit because I didn't do it till too late and they can guarantee a delivery today. So um, I'm instead drinking uh, some uh, absolute classics uh, of the uh, of the postmodern um, uh, craft beer world, which is Brewdog's Punk IPA. Um, which I think there's a um, before once we, 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 we I think we've spoken about them before. Uh, the Brewdog are one of the probably the biggest biggest stories in uh, in, in craft and completely revolutionised stuff. So. Um, I always have a stash of uh, punk IPAs or Elvis juices or something along those types of lines, you know, nearby, um, just because they're fantastic. Well, I think this this really teaches a lesson to um, not bother supporting local breweries because they will fuck you over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, Brewdog brought their the beer. That's all always, I'm saying. Something <laughs> from the start, I always will say, you know, get yourself some high street lager from Tesco's. You know. Carling is always available. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I completely agree with you about Brewdog being the, the vanguard of craft brewing in this country. I'm not sure I'd really cl- class them as a craft beer uh, brewery anymore. Like, <laughs> I think they're one of the yeah, biggest no. breweries in the con- uh, in you know in the United Kingdom. So it's it's getting to that point yeah. where are you a craft brewery or are you a commercial brewery? And I think they're probably a commercial brewery now who just make I, good I'm beers. 100%. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 
lot more, uh, you know, beforehand it was kind of cool and niche to find it in a pub, but now it's surprising not to see them either on tap or, you know, if not tap, their cans and bottles kind of stacked in most places. And, um, yeah, I, I said I put them all in the commercials, I think, which... Isn't, isn't a bad thing, you know. No, I've, I've never I've never really been of that sort of opinion that they, um, you know, that, that craft beer is better than commercial beer. I, I like all beer. <laughs> exactly. It's the protest yeah, movement that nobody's talking before. about. <laughs> but, uh, we And for, for most of the world, it is. like I mean, I've, I've been doing articles yeah, on, like, um, exactly. beer in Turkey and beer in Cyprus, and their number one beers are, are usually Carlsberg. Like, um, even right. more... I mean, I think in Turkey it's a bit different because they've got um, Efes, which is literally the only brewery, pretty much, commercial. But, but uh, Carlsberg's second, and in Cyprus, Carlsberg's second, and in, like, Portugal, Carlsberg's fourth, and it's, Carlsberg's everywhere. <laughs> The Danes, they're insidious, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you going for today? What, what, what's, uh, what's on your order list? Right, so the beer I've gone for uh, today is um, is uh, it's an English Trappist Ale, and uh, I, I actually had it on my list of beers that I I couldn't ever imagine drinking, uh, which was kind of right. stupid because it's it's been available for a while, but it was kind of. You, I couldn't find anywhere that would sell it. And then it turned out that the pub, like, 20-minute walk down the road from me was selling it, so I bought two of them. And, uh, yeah, it's called uh, Tint Meadow, and it's by a... Oh, what is it? A Trappist... Uh, well, it's a St. Bernard Abbey in Charnwood Forest, um, and it's brewed by monks, uh, which... Yeah, there's... Um, Trappist beer is there's loads of it in Belgium and they've all got you know like hundreds of years of history and then there's I think there might be three Trappist breweries outside of Belgium one of them's in France one of them I think might actually be in America um, oh, okay. yeah and uh, one of them's in England and it's uh, that's the beer I'm drinking today um, so, I assume it was doing more of a European thing it surprised me if it was in America yeah well um, the, the American one I think is is about as old as the English one. I think they're both very new, and it's yeah, it's yeah. exactly it's that. You sort of got that preconception of uh, like religious things, like being hundreds of years old. And I think you know personally, I like that when I'm drinking like a Trappist beer. For you. But you know, you, you could start a church tomorrow, like, and so long as it follows the rules, like it's down. You know, it's um, I think it's Benedictine monks. I'm not 100 percent sure exactly what it is. Um, yeah. but you know, it's that, that order. Um, so, so that, I think that the other rules are you can't make a profit from it. So you can make, um, enough money to live off, but you can't like profit from it. So I think the rest of the money goes to charity or goes something like that. And it's the idea of that, yeah. that, uh, vow of, I mean, vow of poverty, but I don't think it's exactly that because I don't think they're poor. Like you know, they, I don't think they've ever been poor like monks. But you know that sort of you know you're not you're not making money for your own personal thing. So I think those are one of the rules you've got to make. So right. I mean, I could be talking absolute bollocks, and they're all driving Lamborghinis. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit with an air of confidence, so you know it, it's it's 
Sounds good to me. To, to yeah, well, on, on the yeah, back I, of it, I, they've I, got that the Abbey actually was uh, was built in 1835. So actually, it, it is an old order, um, but it's yeah. but they've only just started making beer. Right, I see. Yeah, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a very kind of um, uh, interesting uh, area to kind of look into. Maybe when I'm, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look into a kind of. I've, I've got to say, the like beer that. is absolutely gorgeous. Like. Yeah. Trappist ales, uh, I find them a bit hit and miss because they're, they're ridiculously strong, and sometimes they can yeah. just be so strong tasting that it's a bit off-putting. But this, <laughs> it's I'd say it was a session beer, but it's seven point four percent. But I could absolutely yeah. knock this back and then probably fight someone and then be sick on myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, my my brew of punk IPA that I'm drinking is a is a five point six percent one, and, and these are. Jeremy seems as quite strong, uh, especially in the kind of the mass market world. So seven point something, yeah, you're like you're dredging uh, me out by a good percent and a bit. So um, yeah. we'll see how you feel at the end of this. Uh, <laughs> this one of the last podcasts we did, I think it was the last one we did at my flat when I was living in Bushy. Um, yeah. Afterwards, uh, because we're sensible individuals, we. Um, we kept drinking, and what we I think we watched uh, it was a Lions documentary <laughs> that I had on Blu-ray, yeah. and uh, we were drinking um, Pirate beer, which is uh, or I think I, it's definitely spelt Pirate, but there's a picture of a pirate ship, so let's call it Pirate beer from um, Belgium, <laughs> and I think that's thirteen percent. I had one, and I genuinely <laughs> think I had alcohol poisoning the next day. <laughs> Crazy thing is, I've actually bought the correct glass for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have steered into it. I think is the phrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, but the thing is, at least with with those beers and, and this one, to you, you tend to slow yourself down drinking it. So, whereas with a punk IPA, I think I could smash three pints in an hour and then. Oh, it gets. Yeah. Commerciality of it, you know, when you know it's something which is more readily available. Uh, like I could, if, if I was finished, I could nip down to the Tesco's and buy some. Yeah, that's a good really point. Enjoy with your traffic stuff, so you want to kind of, you know, uh, enjoy it, nurse it a bit more. Yeah, I think I wonder, like, I don't know if you've had around your area, but up here, might like my local newspaper is just filled with horror stories of people who went out on the piss because uh, yesterday was the the fourth of July, so you know the first pub. Uh, first pub openings in the country and it's just it's like all the pubs around me had at least one story like like um oh, really? yeah there's like a uh was it massive police presence around the crusader pub because somebody <coughs> drove a car into a person you got fights all outside all the pubs in ruddington which is just down the road and it's just like fucking hell people <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> socially distance have a couple pints was kind of the idea but i think everyone's just gone no, you've made this mistake, and now we're going to live with it. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you venture out at all when the... Uh, when no, the, um... but that that wasn't anything other than I'm just a lonely, um, moody bastard. <laughs> no, I would be fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would. I would if I knew people. <laughs> 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 well, 
What about yourself? I really have the temptation, as in, like, I, I don't get me wrong, I do really want to go to a pub, but I kind of thought to myself, it'll be very busy on the weekends. You're like, if you're going to do it, like, I've waited three, four months or whatever to go into a pub. I can fuck away another one. Exactly. It's, you've got twice the excitement and only half the seating, so like it's just never going to work properly, was it? No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I feel like there's a lot of uh, personal trainers in my Facebook um, friendship list who would probably be quite smug right now because they're all sort of like, why are the gyms closed but the pubs are open? And it's like... Uh, I was sort of arguing for the pubs going, well, you know, with pubs, like you know, people are used to being told what to do and you know that, that it's easier to separate and gyms are actually kind of crazy for it it's just I yeah. one day in and I'm already like ah oh, shit <laughs> 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 we cannot be trusted as a society <laughs> yeah. to, to be having yeah. running street fights in the tiny little village of Ruddington <laughs> oh, what was that one? Ha- we're having ru- uh, running street fights outside pubs in the village of Ruddington <laughs> like, <laughs> like how do you even fight someone when you're socially distancing you must be like yelling across tables (laughs) yeah you can't bump into each other and knock each other's pints over what could it be (laughs) in fact there's a story that because they had the nottingham forest versus derby game today so um, no yesterday so that was like a perfect storm for the pubs over there there was a forest fan who in the 96th minute jumped into the canal to celebrate (laughs) Derby equalised in the 97th minute and he hit his head and he had to be pulled out by police. <laughs> uh, gosh, goodness, I mean, the thing is, like, what you find is that the, like, the first weekend is probably going to be the worst because you're just going to have those guys who like that, you know? Yeah. Who are just absolutely desperate to go get into a pub or do something or yeah. kind of get there. And you're like, well, this is going to be really awful for the first week and then probably peter out a bit in the next week or two that. Also, like, th- those stories are coming out in newspapers because it's interesting. Like, people fight outside pubs all the time. Like, yeah, exactly. like a three-person fight outside a pub is not newsworthy material, really. So, like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that would never make the papers normally. I'd be more shocked, like, on most times, like, if, if they had come out and said there were none. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do miss Watford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, certainly get your characters. <laughs> anyway, we should probably um, get to the original point of this podcast, which is to talk about our top five beers that we would love to try, but for whatever reason, probably can't. If you could just name your five in a list, and then we'll go, uh, we'll go into each one individually. So yeah. your top five. Sure, sure thing. My five that I have, I have uh, Duff beer. Uh, I have Aspen beer, I have Bender Brow, um, I have Romulan Ale, and I also have, and unfortunately this one's not a beer, but I have the Pangalactic Gargle Blaster, so those are my, those <laughs> are my five. Sounds absolutely fantastic. Right, let's uh, deep dive into number one then, uh, Duff Beer. Yes, number one, Duff Beer. Duff Beer is obviously Homer Simpson's beer of choice in, uh, in The Simpsons, and is their... Uh, kind of mass market beer for Springfield. 
Do you know, it's hard to work out with that one though. Like, if it's a mass market, because like, was that episode where just outside Springfield they drink fud, don't they? So yeah, I always thought of Duff as like the Budweiser, you know, that everyone drunk. But is it yeah. maybe just a Simpson, like a Springfield specific locally brewed beer? Yeah, like, I don't know if it's got that kind of feel to it where you go to. You know, if you go off to like somewhere in Europe, wherever you go to like Italy, and they'll all be drinking, you know, Peronia, Genoan wine, or you, or you go to Spain and it's like Cruz Campo or something like that. But with America, I don't know how it really works. As in, like, you, know, you, you go to different states, and you're going to have they have specific beers just for that, you know, state and local ones, which are more of their big ones, or like, are they all drinking things like that? But yeah, I do know what you mean. Maybe it's a it's just a Springfield local one. Well, America's uh, America's a weird one because they had the um, prohibition. Like, once that was finished, they had no um, local breweries or anything. Like, you know, there was no there was no history behind their beers, so all of their big beers like just took over yeah. because there was no competition, which was one of the the big downsides of um, prohibition. Other than everything, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so they didn't really have anything until their craft revolution, which was. Um, in the early 90s um so i think craft beer has sort of exploded but in very small areas um but i think i think the number the number one beer in america or something like that it might is actually corona which is like the mexican beer um, yeah that kind of mexican i was i was naturally just assuming it would have been bad or like a bad yeah I, I did too but I yeah remember. i was um I, th- I think it might actually be corona um yeah they're certainly the biggest buyers of Corona, and Corona's the number one selling beer in the world. So, or it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just imagine them in 2020 just going, to continued profits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, that's, that's a good point. I was in America last year, um, and I mean, I found that, like, when I went out to certain places, you would have, we were in, Tennessee and the, uh, yeah, sorry, New Orleans. I think we were drinking like Dixie beer. I think it was, and that was that was more or less everywhere that I went to. You could kind of get that one, um, but they didn't have as many. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, well, apart from kind of like your standard American hitters, I didn't really see any kind of like niche ones. But um, in fairness, now that I'm looking back, there I was really drunk a lot of times. I can't even really remember it. Uh, but the one of the NFL, I went to one of an American football game, and that, and that, that was big on Buds. Uh, I think that's one of their sponsors, but you can get Bud Light, you know, everywhere. They were like, fucking pop-up stands in the toilets and stuff for it, you know? Oh, wow. Anyway, you get a drink, they were happy to give it to you. <laughs> I think, uh, it, it, probably with America, it's because it's so big, you, both things can be true, in that there'll be loads of places yeah. where it's just the one beer of the area, or, you know, like, Bud, or... Um, Michelob and all that, you know, the proper American beers, and then there'll be other places where you can get absolutely loads. I mean, don't get me wrong, like their craft beer scene's insane in some parts. Like that, like just go on Instagram and they've got so many like small breweries. So yeah, it's probably. Yeah. But I imagine Springfield is sort of. I mean, they they famously never say where they are, but I always sort of imagine it. It's got to be on the coast, isn't it? Because they've got like a captain and, a, um, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to uh, say, I always thought of it as sort of like a, a state in the middle of America, you know, like, um, yeah, you know, it was sort of like nothing's really going on it. But then I'm fairly sure, like, it wasn't, 
Homer Simpson joined like the Navy at one point, and you wouldn't do that in if you lived in the middle of America, would you? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's, uh, have we yeah. have we cracked their geography? <laughs> <laughs> So in other words, we'd love it. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it's. Um, I I always thought it looked really nice. To be fair, <laughs> especially the can. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, whenever they're drinking in the, in fact, yeah, I I would I think that's a great choice for a a beer you could never have. And the thing is, I've actually had like beers that have called themselves Duff like two or three times, but obviously yeah. they're not Duff because they're made in one of them. I think one of them was made in. I don't know. I've, I've had it twice, and one of it was made in. Holland, because almost all beer seems to be, and then another one yeah. was I can't remember where it was, maybe Spain or something like that. Um, they were both oh, right. very disappointing, um, but yeah, just, it's not really but fair to say that was Duff because. But neither of them were done in, in the Duff style of in we are actually trying to beat Duff. They were just ones that were called Duff. Or they, or... No, no, no. They were they were pretending to be Duff. So they'd have like the oh, uh, the indeed, drawing right, over. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how legal it was, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was. Um, neither of them were particularly special, but maybe that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, Homer, Homer preferred uh, fud, and it apparently made what, uh, those um, homeless people blind. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I do look for in my alcohol. But... <laughs> right. So, what's your second beer on the list? So the second one that I had was uh, Aspen beer, and uh, Aspen beer is. From uh, if you ever watched the first Alien movie, simply called Alien. Literally uh, the only one I've watched. <laughs> they, uh, what they do is uh, 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 when they kind of wake up from cryo sleep for the first time, and they all kind of sit around. They have a you know they wake up meal and things like that. So there's a few cans of this aspirin beer knocking about the place, um, and it just it looks. Again, it, uh, I, I'm seeing, I'm, I've got this thing where I've almost kind of gone for, you know, what could probably be standard standard lagers, because that's kind of what they look like. But the, it's just there's something about the, the design of it is really cool. It's just like these small little cans and, um, you know, yeah. uh, having a couple of drinks whilst on a space station, uh, not knowing that you're going to be eaten right by <laughs> there's, there's something in that, you know, which, uh, which appeals to it. Yeah, you, you've never had a... Um, it's, it's talking about your last ever beer, isn't it, really? Like, for all of them, it's their last ever beer, pretty much. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Oh, one sec. Spoiler alerts. Spoiler alerts for anyone who hasn't seen Alien. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it, it literally pops up in the movie. It's run time for about, I don't know, two minutes, maybe, or something like that. Because there's a bit of the start where they're having a drink, and then there's a bit when they have the kind of... Um, the exploding chest scene, which is obviously quite the famous one there. Um, and then we'll drink it around there as well. And yeah, but it just looks, yeah, looks kind of cool. I wouldn't mind to sit around with an Astromo gang having a couple of cans of uh, Aspen. I think that's that's the key thing there. It's uh, 
I don't, like, I don't know if you ever feel this, but sort of like when you hear stuff people talking about in books or films or stuff like that, when they're talking about food they're eating or drinks and it's quite descriptive, you it's the best way for you to sort of like feel like you could be part of it because you can imagine what that sort of tastes like. So like in, in a couple of ones on mine, that's literally why I've got... There's not... It doesn't like... They never say the beer particularly amazing, but it's um it puts you in that scene and you can totally see it being there. And I don't really know much stuff better than food or beer or maybe spirits for some people that can actually do that like put you straight into that situation so like for you like you're hearing about you know you see that aspen can and you go if i was in that situation i would definitely be drinking that <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah it's it's a it's a kind of the setting of things isn't it where you um because a lot of things yeah you, you can associate your beers and drinks with like where you had it and i always remember drinking a keo once in cyprus like on the on the bay, looking in at the sun and the, the sea and all that, and the beer's okay. Don't get me wrong, it's good, but like it, I've got more of a love for it because of the setting that I was in. So, yeah, yeah, and so and you describing that up. puts me in that sit. You know, I can imagine that better than if you'd been like, yeah, I remember being in Cyprus and seeing a waterfall because I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I hear that beer, and I can imagine being there. If I explain to you that I was getting drunk and uh, you know drinking this certain type of beer, and you're like, "Oh, hello, there's a there's a story there." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's another Todd anecdote. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so that was, yeah, that was that one. That was Aspen beer. I wonder why it was called that. I mean, like, I mean, there's beer from. I mean, Aspen's yeah. like was it a skiing place in America, isn't it? Like Colorado, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's supposed to be like a a cover for cause because isn't that from Colorado, or is? Sure. Okay. I, just, yeah. I don't know. I, I wait. It's from the Rockies, isn't it? I guess I don't know where oh, the Rockies. Yeah, the Rockies. Yes, it is Colorado. Yeah, because yeah. the, the baseball team is Colorado Rockies. Or is that the basketball team? <laughs> one, of the, one of the teams is called yeah. Colorado Rockies. <laughs> Our approach to geography is based on beer and sport. <laughs> beer and sport, honestly, I can. I've, I've had. Uh, more conversations with people from international countries based fully on sport and we managed to fully understand each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 but honestly, yeah, my geography is entirely dependent on that. I, I, I was on a quiz the other day uh, and we were having to try and work out, um, uh, it was somewhere in Turkey, uh, I, I can't even remember the answer now, but I was going on it and working out football teams in Turkish Super League to be able to go, oh wait, maybe it is around support <laughs> or something. Else. You know. I, I can pretty much tell you where any i don't want to say this because you'll just immediately test me i'll get it wrong i could a few weeks ago i could tell you where any city was in germany because i wrote an article on german beer (laughs) (laughs) fucking ridiculous all right so i can tell i could tell you what state it was in (laughs) um i'm not going to test you but uh yeah go on go on test me with one and then i'll fail and we can move on Erdinger? Yeah, Erdinger, that's the one. Erdinger Erdinger is in the state of Bavaria, or Bayern. It's in south, so it'd be southeast of Germany, um, and the state is Bavaria. But it's not brewed, I think that's the one that's not brewed in Munich, because there's like, Bavaria's got absolutely loads of breweries, and the majority of them aren't brewed brewed in Munich. There's only like five in Munich, and they're the famous ones for the Oktoberfest. 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> pointless German story aside. Um, so that was Aspen number three we're on now, I think. Number three, yeah. I'll try and get, I'll crack these real quick. So number three I had uh, was Bender Brow. Um, Bender Brow is uh, from Futurama. Uh, Bender's kind of homemade, homemade beer. Um, and it, it just, I don't know, it kind of looks pretty cool. Like, it, it, it's probably more so when I'm a Futurama, to be honest with you, that uh, anything Bender's drinking, the, 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 the guy drinks obviously constantly because he has to. Um, and so he's going to be making his own beer. It's going to be pretty potent stuff, I imagine. It's such a weird one with Bender because, like, he's always like portrayed as like the the party sort of person because of the way he drinks. But actually, drinking makes him sober. So every time he's drinking, he's actually b- making a sensible decision. Like, yeah. so it's kind of like a human drinking, like, you know, a health tonic or something like that. So <laughs> it's it's kind of an odd one. I always thought with that, like, he. he I would drink Bender Brow for the same reasons as you would, because it would be really cool and a story to tell. But, like, yeah. he would drink Bender Brow just because he needs to live, like, you know, sensibly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like I said, it's, probably, it's more like a... Um, uh, yeah, it, it's more like, a, like, like something like Water to him or something like that, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's in this regard, it's just... Um, the true badass of that group is... Amy, really isn't it? <laughs> fresh water. So, or in, yeah, but it, therefore it would be a really strong beer. So everyone else <laughs> would be getting absolutely twatted on it. Especially if we'd only need one for the day, maybe. Yeah. I think also Bender would be a really shitty person to drink with. Like, I think everyone always thinks that they'd be friends with him, but they wouldn't. <laughs> no, no. And that's the thing. Yeah, it, it, it's, um, no, 100% you wouldn't be mates with him because he's not mates with To be fair, I've sometimes I've sometimes hung out with people that are absolute bellends, and it is funny, like to watch them be bellends, like just a sort of separate <laughs> thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you get, yeah, you, you get kind of, uh, yeah, kind of a, a, a love for the a love for the idiots sometimes. Yeah. Just, just purely being a bit of a twat. <laughs> <laughs> but like a, a sort of like he's a bit of a twat because he'll say things that are a bit. Stupid and slightly offensive, but like there's, I'm not gonna say a heart of gold, but like they're in, they're a normal person, but they can be a bit of a dick, and that is kind of a fun person to be around, in a larger group setting, <laughs> where you can yeah. just sort of observe, <laughs> live vicariously through it. <laughs> right, so we've got um, uh, Duff Aspen Benderbrow number four. Number four. So number four is Romulan Ale. Uh, Romulan Ale is uh, another science-fiction thing to go with, um, but that one's from uh, Star Trek, um, and my I I got a I have a Romulan Ale glass which my mum bought me uh, for Christmas, which is really really cool. And it's got a nice little kind of Romulan logo and stuff. Is it a standard like, pint glass or is it like shaped like something? Is it a standard pint glass or is it like shaped like something? No, it's just a it's just a standard pint glass. It just kind of looks pretty cool to be honest with you. Yeah, I got a stormtrooper one for Christmas because we are clearly the coolest people ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. So yeah, so I don't know. Something which uh, just because it's a uh, a 
appear in the Star Trek universe. I mean, if it's good enough for, you know, weird alien races, then um, I think it's going to be good enough for me. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really look... I, I kind of remember uh, the, uh, an episode where they drink it, and I think it comes up a few times, um, but it's, like, really in the back of my memory. But I just remember kind of thinking as I was watching it, going, oh, we might try that. I imagine that would be really, really cool. Um, so that's why I kind of stuck it in, but... I'm about, yeah, 90, 98%, 99% sure that someone's probably tried to brew it. I haven't looked into it, but I don't think it's a thing I'd want to buy. Because it the problem with that type of stuff when people try to brew it is they can literally just put the name on it because, like, unless it's been really well described. And I think that that's one of the issues I'm going to have on one of my lists, actually. Because, um, yeah, because, like, you, you could technically drink Romulan Ale if, you know, because the, the beer that they drank on the on the show would count but it would feel like a bit of a cheat. You, you'd literally want the real... You basically want to be in Star Trek and drinking a Romulan Ale, really. Yeah, exactly. Again, it's just something about me wanting to be on a spaceship drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A spaceship or in a, in a cartoon. <laughs> this is a cry for help if I've ever seen one. Is it a dream? Is it uh, some form of bizarre sexual fantasy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, uh, your last uh, alcoholic drink, let's say. So, yes, my last alcoholic drink, because yeah, I had to go a little bit off-brand on this one, but um, if, you, if you ever read the, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, um, which I know you have, um, but more to other people, uh, the, one of the drinks they have on there is a Pangalactic Gargle Blaster, and it's essentially like the best drink in the universe, where um, everyone would suggest that you have one, because it gets you absolutely blasted in like half a sip. I think it was, it, I forget the exact thing on it, but they say it's something like, uh, it's the equivalent to having a, um, uh, it, uh, what is the equivalent to? It's something to do with having like two elephants with bronchial pneumonia slap you over the head with a <laughs> and a slice of lemon on it. <laughs> um, so it, it, I, you, you would have it and you would get absolutely wasted. And the fact that it's, it, it, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a drink that's, that is somewhere out there in the universe, you know, again, makes me think, ah, oh, I'd just be absolutely class at one then. I, I definitely, I'd like to try it once in the same way that I tried um, uh, absinthe once, you know, like just out of pure curiosity. But yeah. I actually really dislike that style of drinking, like, you know, the... It's not necessarily the drinking to get drunk. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. But it's just drinking, yeah. like to get drunk as efficiently as possible. So you're literally just drinking, like, you know, you know, like when you sort of like go out when you were like young and you do like pre-drinks and stuff like that. And you'd be like, people yeah. would be drinking like vodka straight from the bottle or you know stuff like that. I always yeah. hated that because I enjoy the drink, like drink actually the the drinking thing. I, I've always sort of like thought of the. Talking like waking up, oh yeah, I drank fifteen pints or something like that. You know that was really cool. If I said I had one drink and it absolutely destroyed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. That, it kind of comes with the uh, uh, yeah, the coke you don't drop, Yeah, yeah uh, but you I know, would. I'm conscious as a human being, so it's not really that enjoyable. <laughs> but I absolutely would want to try it in a safe envir- environment. <laughs> you know, like um. Do you remember Ice Bar, like in London, where it was like it was all frozen on the inside, and you had to wear special coats, and it was literally you just had one drink there, and you were pretty much out. That's why I imagine yeah. a, a pan galactic gargle blaster experience being in in this 
in you know in, in this world it would be a bar specifically designed for it so you'd walk in you'd have your one drink you'd have a special coat on and then you'd be put in like a padded cell or something like that and then just yeah. carefully left and get like an Addison Lee cab back to your house for about 140 quid <laughs> I would do that experience once definitely <laughs> yeah like 100% 100% <laughs> yeah those, those are my those are my five those are all my uh, drinks that I, that I would have what, 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 what have you got Matt? right so I've got four really interesting and well thought out ones and then one really shit one in retrospect <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, my top five are North Korean beer, ancient Egyptian beer, butter beer, Barnum's best beer in Lord of the Rings, and original Doom Bar. And I know which one everyone's excited to hear about. <laughs> <laughs> Can we start with the last one? <laughs> Do you know what? It would probably actually work out better to start from the bottom and go up because um, two of them tie to tie together really well. All right. So. Okay, uh, yeah. Original Doom Bar. Um, I never had it, and I really like the Doom Bar that we get in shops. And everyone I've talked to has been like, "Oh, they ruined Doom Bar. Like they they absolutely destroyed it. And you know, it was nothing like it was in the original time." So I'd like to drink it, but mainly for passive aggressive reasons, so I could drink it and go, "This is a bit overrated," and then <laughs> just just ruin it a bit for everyone. <laughs> like, I, I, I know this about you from, you know, being a friend for several years now, that if you were given a time machine and the ability to go back into different kind of, you know, parts of time or anything like that, you would purely use it for things like this, where you would go back to try something, but not really to try it, but just to go, eh, it wasn't that good. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, you're notorious for knowing that you, you didn't like the... Um, N64 version of GoldenEye, and I know what you would do is because you know when you were younger and everyone tells you it's great, but you think it's shit. <laughs> but I know that you get a time machine to travel back to when the N64 is now, buy it, and go, "What does it shit?" <laughs> I, I would describe it to your younger self and just point out the flaws in it to ruin it as a nostalgic memory for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, I never, uh, not since Bernard's watch, when I see someone who is so you know that if you bring up Berners watch we're about three steps away from just ruining up everyone's perception of us Berners <laughs> <laughs> watch comes up in so many of my conversations and I randomly think about it like once every two days <laughs> Well, it's just like any situation where you go, Burner's Watch would be like really useful here, and you don't get it for any other superpower. Yeah, <laughs> like they're, they're, every other superpower, you never go. Oh, I wish I could fly to work, you know, like, or like Superman or something like that. Or I wish I had some really cool gadgets like Batman. It's like, no, I wish I had Burner's Watch so I could just get off this train, walk there, turn it back off, and be on time. It's just so useful. Exactly. Oh, but even has a mundane use for it. Anyway, we move on because <laughs> it only goes downhill from there. Yeah, so I, I I would basically like to try it, see if it's better. If it is, then you know, fair enough. I'd like to drink more of it and go, oh, this is really good. But deep down, it's really just pettiness and uh, <laughs> just a desire to just go get over it, guys. <laughs> I I imagine that it was a it was probably a very very good bit. So I can, I can't kind of see the argument for it like again it's, it's like saying well, I might as well talk about Bruce ones you know when you were drinking them for the first time it's probably got that kind of extra air of magic to it because you know it was properly done yeah. now you've got it like where it's consumerised and it's a lot more easier to get and it's mass produced 
you're going to think, oh, it just wasn't the same. And you don't know. Maybe it is the same, maybe it wasn't the same, but it's that kind of... Um, the extra kind of attention to it or whatever. Yeah. I know what you mean. I don't think I ever... Well, what, what tends to happen is that the, one of the reasons that, you know, um, beers become a little bit blander is uh, they get pasteurised, which means that they've got a longer shelf life. But I, I don't think that's the case with this because I think it's um it's a real real ale. So, you know, it yeah. wouldn't be pasteurised. So that the what they've probably done is just made it more consistent. Like, you know, like how Guinness makes sure that all their drinks are consistent. You know, it's the same yeah. ingredients and the same thing every single time. Whereas before, when it's a smaller operation, you're going to get um, more variation between brews. So sometimes it'll be a lot better. Sometimes it could actually be a little bit worse. You know, that that's my theory. Um, I can't imagine what they've done that's changed it so drastically, other than maybe change the water source. But even yeah. even that, as, to be honest, I'm, I'm sure it probably was. So that is why I want to try it. And and also the pettiness. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's let's move on I, before I, I alienate people further. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, my number four beer was uh, Barleyman's best beer from the Lord of the Rings. Um, when I first wrote this list, it was going to be uh, uh, Porter in the Hobbit because they mentioned bottles of Porter when um, the dwarves come for their sort of like crazy party, which just sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, but. I'm not always a fan of porter, so um, and and you know in they drink it, you know where um, uh, they go into the mines of Moria, yeah. and um, Gimli's talking about saying all oh, those you know, these feasts and stuff and the food and the drink and things like that. Is that what he's talking about there? Like the drinks that they'd be having there, or? So the drinks, I don't know what drinks the dwarves would have had, and they never mention breweries in that, but it's um. In in the the party at the beginning of the Hobbit, where, um, that's all that's all Hobbit beer because it's in the Shire, so yeah. so they ha- um, I remember they had uh, asking for uh, bottles of porter and stuff like that. So that's basically you know in in when Tolkien was writing it, porter was basically stout. It's it's pretty much the same thing. Um, yeah. It's it's lower alcohol stout is what they're asking for, and I I do like it, but it's not my number one beer I'd go for, especially at a party. I'd look like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in The Lord of the Rings, um, Barleyman is the... Uh, Barleyman Butterbur is his name, and he is the um, uh, bartender at the... What is it? It's not the Prancing Pony. Oh, yeah, the Prancing Pony in... Um, oh, yeah, that one in Bree. Yeah, that's the one. And um, yeah. the beer there is supposed to be the best beer in uh, Middle-earth. So... I, I literally you, you can get the best beer ever and it's just in a regular pub and it's only sold there and I really like the idea of that and you know you got the scenes in the films where they're, they're like you know this is a pint and you know <laughs> I would yeah, love exactly, to just yeah, absolutely yeah. batter some hobbits at drinking <laughs> like I thought on that film you know the bit where they go in there so then they're all down the bottom they're all having a drink and then obviously Brady actually uses the ring and uh, Stride is kind of there to yeah. yeah. What, what's Strider doing in there? Because I don't think he has a drink. <laughs> 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 but then, like, he's yeah, he's just smoking, isn't he? And, uh, at the table on his own. But I'm just thinking about it. Like, I don't remember him actually having a drink there. And why are you, there, why are you, what are you doing there? <laughs> well, I think he sort of knew the Hobbits were going to be there. But from a, why was he in... I mean, he must have been in that pub all the time. And yeah, yeah like... I mean, Butterfield was definitely he, scared he, of he, him. Yeah, it doesn't have a yeah, single drink. Yeah, but Butterbur's scared of him, so he literally just does what he wants. He's like the equivalent of like 
the local drug dealer who just sits in the corner and nobody really <laughs> acknowledges him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We, we, we know he's there, but it's just more trouble to try and move him out, so we have to let him be. Yeah, exactly. That That is my theory of Strider. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I would, yeah, that's not a bad shout at all, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I've, also on the list was the beer from the Green Dragon, which um, the the Hobbits mention is the best. In the, They're doing that song in the third film. They're singing about how awesome the beer in the Green Dragon is. Yeah. That also looks pretty decent. I think just... Hobbits and men who live with <laughs> sounds wrong. Men who live in villages with hobbits. They've just got food and drink. It's exactly the sort of place I'd love to go to. Like in New Zealand, they've got like um, you can go to the Green Dragon. Like it's an actual pub which serves actual oh, beer, cool. and I would love to do that. But also, it's not it's not proper Hobbit beer because they're New Zealanders. Like you know. <laughs> So, yeah, but, yeah, that that yeah that that is why that's on the list. Um, and it also leads me quite nicely to Butterbeer because there is a theory that um, J.K. Rowling named Butterbeer after Barlaman Butterbur because there's a lot of uh, um, right. crossover stuff between Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, which I mean this podcast is nerdy enough. I don't <laughs> really want to go into that, <laughs> but you know it's sort of like like a little segue sort of thing. Um, Butterbeer is not a beer. It is, um, I think it's a beer in the same sense, sense that ginger beer is a beer. Like, it's exactly. not. Exactly, yes, that's more so what it is. Isn't yeah, it? that's why I was quite forgiving of your pangalactic cargo blaster because butterbeer is not a beer. It's just useful to stick on this list. Um, <laughs> we're allowed one. Yeah, exactly. We're allowed one choice for spite. I've already got that out of the way. <laughs> one, one choice that isn't beer. Um, but yeah, butterbeer. Um, I'm just purely curious because it, it sounds kind of horrible, and I've I've had um, I had a, a cocktail that was called a butterbeer cocktail in this place called the Blind Pig in Soho, which basically okay. I went there because um, my sister loves cocktails, so um, a lot of us went there just to like try. It's like a kids' book themed cocktail, so you could have like a Winnie the Pooh cocktail, and you could have. I had a butterbeer, and it was awful, just horrific, and it cost like. Fourteen pounds, <laughs> and they added VAT onto the bill, which I think that was that pissed me off so much. Plus twenty percent tip. Where was that? Sorry, where was that? Uh, Blind Pig in Soho, I think it's called. Um, oh, Blind Pig. Right. Yeah, they had really, really cool one, menus. That's... In, um, if you go to um, Disneyland in Florida, because um, they've got the big Harry Potter world attraction. Yeah. Um, they had butterbeer as something you could buy there as well, and it was more like a. Um, it was, it was it was it was always like an ice cream float, you know, where it's like a, 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 a I can't remember what the drink type was, but the the kind of brokiness of it was like vanilla ice cream, and it kind of and because it was so hot out there, it melted into it. And I'm not gonna lie, it was very very good. That actually sounds again, closer not... to closer to the sort of idea. And it's definitely not what it is, but it sounds closer to the sort of idea of it, though, isn't it? Like something yeah. like really well, refreshing. Yeah, I, House elves can get drunk off it because it there is alcohol in it, but like it's oh, right. yeah. God, I'm really showing my nerdiness here, but yeah. Well, it's... You've got, you've got to more depth than, uh, yeah. You know, I, I <laughs> no, this is just this is just in my head at all times. Actually, elves get drunk, but I didn't know that. 
yeah, no, it's um, they're saying that like, that stuff's not very strong, and then the uh, Dobby's like, well, it is for house elves. So I'm thinking it must be like one or maybe two percent. You know, it's like um, uh, like a shandy or sort of you know that sort of thing. And the kids are allowed it um because it's so low, but it is actually still a bit alcoholic. So I guess maybe it is technically beer. Um, but yes, I would like to try it. giving beer to a baby i'm sure it'd be funny but you're essentially a bad person <laughs> all right so yeah there's, there's no particular reason for that to be on the list other than just curiosity i i want to know what she was talking about when she described it because yeah it's the same like i'd like to see a real game of quidditch because i don't think it works as a game based on what i've learned from the books like it just doesn't really make sense as a spectacle like it seems to be yeah. performed quite high and at ridiculously high pace, and for a lot of it, nothing's going on. And the only stuff you can see is the stuff that doesn't really matter. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't understand why they don't all just go for the snitch immediately. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was saying, the, the other one you want to think is what drink was it that she did drink that made her think of making that drink? If you know what I mean. That is a very good. Because there'll be yeah. something there which is close to it, wouldn't there? Yeah, maybe like a cream soda. Which are horrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, love me a cream soda. Oh, Lucy does as well, but me personally, I, I think they just they taste all kinds of wrong. But yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's, let's move on to my, my number two is um, ancient Egyptian beer. Um, I recently wrote an article on the history of beer, and as they were describing it, it just sounded amazing. Um, yeah. So they, there wasn't any hops in the well. There was hops in the world, but Hops weren't used in beers until something like the 15th century. So before that, um, when you had beer, it didn't have a hops at all. So it was, it didn't have, fla- they, they added flavour in sort of using spices or fruits or stuff like that. So the ancient Egyptians, they, they used stuff like um, pom- uh, not pomegranates, dates, um, you know. And they, they'd ferment it and the dates would make it really strong. But they had different levels of beer. So they had like your regular beer and then you had beer for special occasions and then beer for um, religious things, like the best beer ever. And yeah, it it was recently made by like um, a brewer and a beer historian. Um, uh, and there's a video on YouTube of the, um, the, these three, three people, like the presenter, the brewer and the beer historian drinking it. And that actually looks quality, and they, because everyone used to think that beer in ancient Egypt was kind of it. They they described it as sort of like porridge, which right. which it used to be. Um, but apparently, when they actually made it, it wasn't like porridge at all. It was just like regular beer. Um, so yeah, that made me really want to try it, and I could theoretically try beer that was brewed in the style of it, but it wouldn't be it. Like it's yeah, it's, it's it's a guess. Really. You know- Nah, do you know what they would have called it? What? Celebratoire. <laughs> 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 and that's been uh, another episode of Beer and Bicep, so that's the last in our series. The first thing you think when you did it was Tutankhamun, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to put that into a drink. Then I saw a raw, so there you go, Celebratoire. Go on, don't wait Celebratoire a bit more, come on. Well, 
I need to spend the next ten minutes low key thinking of a comeback to that. <laughs> uh, oh god, no, I, I can't do that. I'm just gonna let you win. I can't have this. <laughs> All right. Um, it's really cool. It's, it, it, it sounds it sounds really really cool. Like you said, Yeah, well, that, that's that's basically what has happened, um, and I, I could I could buy it, um, but I'm gonna let my dog in because he's just standing outside barking. So, oh no, he doesn't even want to come in. He's like a cat. <laughs> anyway, um, yes. So ancient Egyptian beer, I would like to try, um, and I can't because he just could not hang on in for an extra couple thousand years. <laughs> and uh, I think it was like, especially ancient Egypt was like the best place for brewing beer. Up until um, uh, it fell apart and it was taken over by um, Muslims from, you know, now it's a Muslim country. So it was, it was kind of like it could have been the Germany or the Belgium or even the England of beer, um, and then religion got in the way. So there you go. Not to turn this into the Britain first podcast. <laughs> um, Right, uh, but to finish this in in under an hour, God, it's supposed to be twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number yeah, one yeah. beard I'd like to try, but is very unlikely, not impossible, but very unlikely, is North Korean beer. Um, I saw an article which mentioned North Korea had its own beer, and they, I think they actually have two varieties, um, but there is basically no export at all outside the country. Um, oh, yeah, that so- makes sense, I guess. So really, it's the only beer in the world that I can't have right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can have, you know, with a bit of effort, I could get beer from pretty much anywhere. Like, you know, there are, I'm sure there's beer in, like, you know, Cambodia that would be very difficult yeah. to get here. But I could go to Cambodia. Um, exactly. So. You could get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So basically, it's just me being a child and going, all right, Matt, you can have any beer in the world except these two types of North Korean beer, um, which aren't even particularly that good, uh, but you just yeah. can't have it. And then I'm just going, right, well, that's number one on my list of beers I want to have. <laughs> <laughs> See, are, you, are you allowed to go into North Korea at all? I'm not allowed outside this country, mate. <laughs> Things oh, no, I've done. Yeah, <laughs> Let me rephrase that question. <laughs> um, would a person that doesn't have that many uh, criminal offences against their name let their passport take it away from them? to change with different like political fluctuations so like the, the the article i read was from a journalist who had been to north korea and they got like taken around but i think they had to be invited and um you know they'd be taken around but it's it's just the pure danger of it like there, there was de- there was um some americans who went there um a few years back and they got like accused of spying or something like that and it was like a huge effort to get them back. Uh, I think Dennis Rodman went yeah. over to East Things. 
Dennis Rodman appears in way too many places than he should, and I love him for that. He was like massively popular with um, uh, Kim Jong Il, who was like a huge yeah. basketball fan. So he went over like I think three times, but I think actually he got sent. He went over to try and get these American tourists back or something like that. I might, I might be getting yeah. it. He certainly has been there for more peace process talks than most basketball stars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Really yeah. Like like Pakistan's prime minister was a cricketer and um what's uh Klitschko was like became like a mayor, didn't he, in Ukraine or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just Philippines. Philippines, sorry, Philippines. And yeah, he, he ran for Congress and got in successfully. You know, like, get, get on here, you crazy. crazy he he went on the always popular anti gay ticket. That <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Big, big, big one to run into the uh, far right groups of uh, the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Um... I think it is possible to get go in there. Um, getting out is the issue, and I've. I guess I could be the kind of guy who'd go there just for the beer, but it would be insane. <laughs> I did read about a story once where there was a golf competition, and there was these two Australian blokes who had managed to convince the. I don't even know how they managed it, but they convinced the that they should have been competing in this golf tournament, uh, and it was like a proper like a big one they had professionals from around the area and these two Australian guys were like very 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 bad at golf and they convinced them that they were like pros and they started playing and they only got through like one round and they got you know they were just terrible they were like sort of hacking it off the floor and things like this and like scoring 10s and 12s and stuff um, and uh, and then they kind of like got caught out and just politely told to really get out and you think it's like you that really could have been more dangerous for you and you didn't really realise <laughs> anyone on the listeners can hear sounds of intense licking it's because my dog's jumped up on me i'm not pleasuring myself to todd's story <laughs> well hey i mean those are the, those are the 10 beers so that's and, and and now we have a licking dog on here it's, it's, i think that's as good a time as any to uh to, to yeah he, he's literally trying to attack the microphone now <laughs> <laughs> fuck off Lucy to do one thing, which was please keep the dog quiet, and she went to sleep instead. So, <laughs> who, who could blame her? It's three o'clock on a Sunday. <laughs> All right, uh, we're pretty much bang on the hour mark. Um, yeah, so I'll continue to do a few of my own ones about sports and bullshit like that. Uh, but hopefully, this will be the first of many Matt and Todd podcasts on in this series. So, um, uh, say goodbye, Todd. Yes, goodbye. Lovely being back. And uh, yes, catch you all soon. Cool. Really milked that one, didn't he? Uh, so, <laughs> all right. Um, and speak to you guys soon.